You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. Nada after borderline extending invitation to the cookout. I don't know. Hypothetically, just maybe a couple of weeks ago. Are you ever going to extend an invitation to the cookout to a white person ever again? No. Is that going to no. ever happen? No, it's never happening again. It's it like literally <laughs> after after <sighs> the last 24 hours, I have decided that the cookout invitations are done. We, um, my girlfriend was the last white person to get into the cookout. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, at this point, you're apologizing to me is what you're doing. Yes. I'm apologizing to you. I'm apologizing to Doug. If Rick wanted a, uh, an an invitation to the cookout, I'll apologize to him as well. Like, yeah, let's, 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 let's let's rewind this all back. Let's Let's set the table here. You can set the table. I can't get in. So you set the table at the cookout. This is lockdown Hornets. We're part of the lockdown podcast network. It's your team. Every day, local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. And follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Hornets, at Walker Mail. And you can follow Nada on Twitter at Nada the Scribe. Nada, something crazy happened yesterday. Yes. Extremely unexpected. We got a tweet from Charlotte Hornets play-by-play announcer on their radio network, John Fogey. Mm-hmm. And the tweet was in response to him watching what was a really exciting game between the Denver Nuggets and the Utah Jazz. Yeah. (laughs) And the tweet was, the shot making, it's quote, shot making in this jazz slash N-words game. Yeah. Okay. Hard ER, guys. Hard ER. Shot making in this jazz N-words game is awesome, exclamation point. Murray and Mitchell going back and forth. What a game. End of tweet. You responded because you saw it. And yep. You were basically not a like one of, I don't know if handful is the right measurement, but there, there weren't a ton of people that actually responded to this. And I don't know how many people actually saw it. What I do know is that a lot of people did not see it because I was yeah. one of them. I did not see it real time until, of course, you texted me about it. Um, trying to gear up of what the hell we were going to talk about. Yes. And either way, a, a measurement of a handful of people actually did respond to it. You were a part of that people just saying, John, dot, dot, dot. Um, to continue, I, I don't know about how we should bring up all of these events, but this is what I'm going to choose to do. He, he also brought up an apology five mm-hmm. hours later, six hours later. It's about six hours later, tweet. yeah. So he, he deletes the tweet. And it's probably up, I don't know, not a what, 15 minutes or so? 15 minutes, like long enough for yeah. multiple screenshots that I know you and myself had gotten. Correct. So then he releases uh, an apology. He said, quote, earlier today, I made a horrific error while attempting to tweet about the Denver-Utah game. I don't know how I mistyped, comma, I had parentheses and have end of parentheses no intention of ever using that word i take full responsibility for my actions i have been sick to my stomach about it ever since i'm truly sorry that this happened and i apologize to those i offended so that was the two tweets that we got the last two tweets that we got from charlotte radio play-by-play announcer john Fokey. not a john Fokey is a friend of the show 
We've yes, had he him is. On. We, we've had him on. He was on three weeks ago. A bit. He was on with us three weeks ago talking about some extremely sensitive social justice content and knocking it out of the park as far as what he was telling us. What This is also somebody that was hired from the Minnesota Lynx organization, mm-hmm. an organization that is more soaked in fighting for social justice than any other franchise in sports, right? Mm-hmm. With Maya Mora's link. Indeed. And yeah, and, and Maya Mora uh, and Maya Moore leaving at the height of her powers, fighting for prison reform, John Fokey being right there in front of all of it. And he he was up close and personal with all of that and on Twitter constantly commenting about Minnesota Lynx games, Maya Moore and her fight for prison reform, even more so with the Charlotte Hornets, who have really taken a lead in the NBA on social justice, opening the Spectrum Center for an early polling place. Yes. Michael Jordan donating $150 million to charities that benefit um, uh, black people in America. Yes. You know, the the Hornets were out in front on this and we had commended the Charlotte Hornets for a long time. Now, since then, I should say that the Hornets released out a statement, uh, released a statement as well. And that happened earlier today. As I try to pull this up real quickly, the the statement that they released on the matter, um, the Charlotte Hornets, I'm pulling it up right now. It was the last tweet that they had. Yeah, exactly. Hornets PR, yes. So here you go. The Charlotte Hornets are aware of the recent social media post by radio broadcaster John Fokey As an organization, we do not contone this type of language. John has been suspended indefinitely as we investigate the matter more closely. So, Nada, since we got the apology from John, Rick Bennell of the Charlotte Observer wrote uh, a piece on the Charlotte Observer about it, and he released it. He updated it a couple of times, I believe. And since then, it's even gone national on Twitter, where Bomani Jones is tweeting about Rick Bennell's story. He quote tweets Rick Bennell's story, writes LOL in all caps. Mark Jones, uh, the play-by-play announcer that we all see who is a part of the A-team with, or I guess the B-team, B-team. Doris Burke. Um, excuse me. Yeah, I mean, Doris Burke should be on the A-team, and so is Mark Jones uh, yeah. after his call for that Jazz Nuggets game, by the way. Anyways, um, but Mark Jones you know, tweets out about it as well. Like This thing blew up after the Hornets put out a statement, and Rick Bennell was able to update that story a couple of more times. This is loaded, man. And yeah. what, what we have here is somebody dropping the N-word with the hard ER, referencing NBA basketball players. And the thing that the, the thing that makes this so complicated is if you could justify this for sure being a mistake, right? If you yeah. could justify that, then okay, I, I, I hate destroying people's whatever their job whatever right i hate con- i hate condemning people that may- legitimately make a mistake but we've all done it not a what we've all yeah. done is we've gone to our phones gone to a message gone to our notepad gone to a draft on twitter have typed some things that might indicate what would bring that word up in autocorrect or frequently used words and a lot of people don't have that word show up, including myself, including a lot of other people that have showcased what shows up when they type some interesting things that you would think could possibly lead to that word. And instead, you know what it autocorrects to? It autocorrects to nuggets. Like, yeah, exactly. It autocorrects to other things. And so, and, and, and I'll get to you, you know, like, I, it's just a lot to digest because yeah. I, I don't know, like, how we measure what words, what sequence of words would actually measure up to this. All I know is that everybody is correctly, in my opinion, calling out how does that word show up 
on your tweet with the hard ERS? How does that show up on your tweet if it's not a frequently used word in your messages? And it's something I don't have a good answer for you enough, Not I don't have a good no, answer for I, you. I, I, what are your thoughts on all of this? Let's let me, let's start with the fact that, like you said, I invite I almost invited John Fokey to the cookout. And I'm having a very, very hard time with this one because I like John Fokey. John Fokey's all just been good to me. And I, and that's not to justify any of this, but there there's a lot of complications. I'm fighting myself on this because normally, again, anyone that's listening to the sound of my voice knows I don't let somebody up over this. And at the same time, I'm just back to the guy, like I'm fighting, should I have said more yesterday about this? Or should I have done more about this yesterday? Should I have reached out like, hey, did you really mean that tweet? Or should I have just blown it up and possibly like made more waves about this? I honestly don't know. Those are my initial first feelings. And then quite honestly, my next are the folks, again, is just, I can understand autocorrect possibly being one of your answers, but we don't want to go down that route. And I don't want to think that people are racist. I don't want to, I want to give people the benefit of the doubt. It's just impossible for me to in this situation because that I would be holding people to a certain standard that I wouldn't, I would want, I wouldn't want being held to myself. Do not give me the benefit of the doubt if I have that kind of racial like slur happen. I don't want it at this point. And like, I just, like I said, I like John Fokey. And, but at the same time, I don't know, like, I don't, I honestly don't know. I'm conflicted about all of this right now. I'm well, yeah. I mean, it, so, so the, the question then becomes, what do the Hornets need to do as this continues to gain, gain a lot of traction because of the massive story that it has become? Because you are getting national pundits commenting on this and you do have the write-ups and now it is being brought to the attention of everyone and the Charlotte Hornets released a statement where in their statement, they suspend him, but we're all asking the question, is John Fokey going to survive this? Is he going to continue to hold on to his job? And as this gains more traction, as people continue to look at the Charlotte Hornets, I think that probably does have an effect. It at least makes you think twice as keeping him as the play-by-play announcer. And in the initial statement, they didn't fire him, right? It was yeah, just they didn't fire him. It was just a suspension. And so now, after everybody else is bringing attention to this, now you have to go back what what needs to happen here? And do the Hornets and do everybody else feel safe enough that the assumption is he uses that word frequently enough for it to appear in an autocorrect or frequently used word suggestion from Apple? Are you comfortable enough with that assumption to fire him? And here's yeah, here's the thing. And this is where I'm at. And because I know we got to go to break soon. I don't want to take up too, too much this of this topic. Time. I think people will forgive us on. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. But what I would probably say on this is I would go this far with this. You cannot have a league that is about social justice. You cannot have a league that is about getting people the right to vote. You cannot have a league that is about black folks and then have one of your employees one of your 32 employees who represent your brand on the radio station, you cannot have one of them use that word. There are certain words, oh, you might be forgiven the N-word. It's not really like one of those things. It's not one of those things where you can per, per se 
have that, like, you do not get the leeway. You do not get the benefit of the doubt. And I'm not sure you should get the benefit of the doubt when we start having these conversations about certain words that do and do not yeah. get used. John, John Fokey is a white dude. And, and here's the thing. I like John Fokey as well. Like, if you think about just the perception of him, this is somebody that has done a fantastic job of coming in and we all love him, right? Like, it's this mm-hmm. guy that has done such a good job at calling games and embracing the Hornets community and everybody in any podcast, whether it be us or BuzzBeat or, you know, whether it's Bring Back the Buzz or whether it's Rick Bennell covering the team, Rod Boone of The Athletic at the time, everybody seems, in my opinion, has have to embrace him and, mm-hmm. and we haven't had any reason uh, not to not like we haven't had yeah. any reason not to and yet I, I go to it and I'm thinking okay this is someone that had a clean track record right like when you yeah. talk about dudes that don't get the benefit of the doubt there are a lot of times where it's the people that have had really messy things happen in their past right True. or at some point it's like okay just get out of here with my face this has happened too many times where John doesn't have that but also us as a country uh, as a, us as a country continue to give white people the benefit of the doubt yes and it's something that black people aren't afforded and so what am I going to say when I'm trying to say okay guys but with John and then be about what I've been preaching all along and be like, okay, yeah, but with John, like, that's the thing. And this is something that is a massive typo. Like, clearly, yeah. Well, I'm not even saying clearly, it, it, it clearly, clearly he didn't mean to put that tweet out there. Like, that's just, yeah. if, if, if it's not racist, it's dumb, right? Like, so very clearly, much so. Yeah, clearly that's not what happened. But is that something that is a part of your vocabulary enough for these suggestions to bring it up in? any of the things you might type on your phone and that instantly becomes a problem. And that's what everybody's asking, not any yeah. of the question and any of the replies for these tweets. That's the question they're asking. And, and I, I can't think of an argument that defends that where, Oh, okay. Maybe this is something that comes up with an autocorrect. Like I can't think of a strong enough one that doesn't sound like a hell of one giving him the benefit of the doubt yep. or a strong man argument, not a, like, yeah, no, like, like that's the problem. Like a lot of this and there's going to be some and most likely and unfortunately there's going to be someone that's listening to the sound of my voice saying, hey, Nada, you said the N-word before. Here's the thing. Saying the N-word is oh, like yeah. one of the three privileges I have in this country right now. The other one what? is to be assumed of being athletic. And then the third is I, that people think I can na- naturally rap. Those are the three privileges that are afforded to me at uh-huh. any given point in this country right now. Those are the three. So I was going to ask what the other two were, but yes, those are the three privileges that you have. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that goes without saying. Even if, yeah, I hope people haven't responded to you in that way. But yeah, no, but no, but somebody's it. some somebody will somebody oh. will in terms of what about ism well, and i think remember when we had this thing with antonio brown when he said the c word i don't even yes. i won't say it but even though it's like whatever yeah. i don't even care like yeah people try to make that a thing and it's just not the conversation it's not the conversation no no it's stupid exactly but 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 the thing is like with all of this and this is where i'm at now with like all of, like basically all of this is just i like john Fokey. Mm-hmm. i hope that he can be again. I hope he can come back from this. I just don't see how you justify it. I, I yeah. can't. I can't because it ruins. Because if you keep him, how am I going to take seriously your again the Charlotte Hornets voting registry? How am I going to take again? How am I going to take seriously your we care about black people 
And again, if you're someone in the building, think about this. How many black folks are hired in that building? How, how do you take your bosses seriously if someone just says the word hard ER, even as a mistake? Like there's got, you got to have some kind of standard to this. And like, I like John Fokey. I don't want to see him lose his job, yeah. but it's not one of those things. Like, like the N word is like automatic. Like if you're white it's and you the say thing it, you can't say it's, it's the thing. You, if, if you are a white person, it is the thing that you can't say in any circumstance. Not a, I mean, there, there's just zero, it, there's zero circumstances and where white people can say this and it happened. And, 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 and the thing is like, you could un, if, if there was any way to, you know, realistically get to the point where it was a massive, massive typo. I mean, you know, God, like, how do you not, how does that not instantly? Yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough. All right. Let's make the most awkward of transitions. And I mean, Please. the most yes, exactly. awkward transitions into uh, giving some praise to a new partner with us. There's no way to have anything other than an awkward transition, but we love DoorDash. And so let's talk about DoorDash and how they're a partner with us on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Continue supporting restaurants in your community safely. There are thousands of restaurants open for delivery on DoorDash that need your patronage now more than ever. Support your favorite restaurants on DoorDash uh, and you can, uh, you've counted on restaurants constantly. Now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery. DoorDash that brings you the food that you're craving right now and it brings it to you right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the US, Puerto Rico, Canada and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's and the Cheesecake Factory. All of those sound pretty good to me. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNBA. That's $5 off your uh, first order and zero delivery fees on your first order again when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNBA. That's all one word. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNBA for $5. This is Locked On Hornets. Have you ever had that one little bug that's just like, it's not completely out, but it's like kind of dangling in there. And then you try to sniff it back up to go away for good, but it just, it'll, it'll keep popping back. That's what I'm going through right now. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Not a, you know, the other thing about this, we're, we're going to go yeah. right back to it. We're going to go yeah, right we back are. to the topic. Of course. We might as well. That's, that's how we're going to operate here. We're going to go right back to it. We've got the first game. We've got the first round of playoffs, but here the Hornets are in a national spotlight right now as it pertains to John Fokey's tweet. So the other thing is the Hornets go hire this guy from the Minnesota Lynx yes. organization after one year of Chris Kroger yes. taking over the reins from Steve Martin. So yeah. <laughs> here the have the same play-by-play guy in place for 30 years, an icon, a Charlotte yes. Hornets icon, where you see his face in walls on the building. Exactly. He's got an entire monument dedicated to this man. There's an entire wall in the media dining room dedicated to Steve Martin. The dude has a bobblehead. Yes. Is there any greater sign of respect than a bobblehead that has your calls in it? I don't think that there is. So they have Steve Martin for 30 years. And then Chris Kroger, who was the sideline reporter on radio, mm-hmm. he becomes the new play-by-play announcer and is gone before it was really like what the, maybe the last 
10 games or so yeah. when he was let go and the Hornets said nothing about it. Yeah. And look, you and I, we work in the media. We work well enough with other people that might be in the know enough where the rumors are what they are. That's nothing that we are going to be recklessly speculative of and throw anything out on this podcast. But the Hornets never acknowledged any reason as to why they did it. They just said they did it and they moved on and they go yeah. get somebody that's outside of the organization. We're going to go to Minnesota to get this yeah. guy. And it's the second time in a row where there is at least a possibility of someone losing the radio play-by-play job within uh, one year of having it within one yeah, year. This is, the, this is having it. This is like, the, like this is the crazy part. Like, we're not going to get into speculative stuff mainly because, again, as I said, when the whole Kroger thing happened, I'm not going to discuss my friends in a public forum. I'm not going to put them out on Front Street if I don't have to. This is one of those times. Um, well, and there's and there and and to be clear, real quickly, like not even look. I don't even know if I'm even trying to come and defend you a bias here. I'm just saying, like, what what happened there is it, there's nothing reported, and we have no clue about some of the things that are even allowed to, or even we don't know. Like, that's like, true. It's too. not been confirmed about anything, and so. Dude, we, we saw this in our, we saw this on our timeline. Like we saw all of it. So yeah, yeah. I mean, th- th- this is this is different, but also this is different. Yeah, that this is a, a a year's time of somebody working in that spot. Exactly. And the sad part is, you know, I feel bad for Chris Kroger in this because Chris Kroger's off living his life somewhere in relative anonymity for the last year, yeah. and he's got to feel <laughs> like he's catching strays left and right for no <laughs> reason. Right. Like, wow, why am I catching strays on this? So <laughs> what did I? I've I've been I've been away. Like what exactly? Like I haven't been doing anything, and now here's here's at it happens again, man. It's like a at this job, apparently. At this point, the Hornets radio and out like radio play by play for the Hornets is like the defensive dark arts teacher spot <laughs> at, Harry, at Hogwarts. It's the same thing right now. Just people's just bad things seem to happen. Like at this point, and uh, like yeah. it, it's like you just have to ask your question, like ask questions, like why? Why is this happening? Why does this continue? Like, have we thought about saging? like spectrum center because at this point i'm not necessarily against it right now let's sage spectrum center let's cleanse all the bad juju out maybe we again have they thought about doing this before the lottery which mind you is in two days can we sage everything maybe we get some better luck and and we go from there because good lord good lord this is just like sad like i again i found myself dragging my feet on this topic i really did and I hope I did it. Well, not, I'll say this. It's not like you haven't been vocal on Twitter. Like, I don't think anybody yeah. would accuse your timeline of not having this content there where you, I mean, you've, you've been vocal on this. Like people yeah. know some of the things that you've been thinking and now they do with the release of this pod. But again, just even with your thoughts that you put out there on Twitter. So look, I, I get it. I, I, I completely understand, but yeah, it's yourself up for any of this. Yeah, and it's just like, but the last thing is, and I guess this is where, like, I'm having the issue. And I know you've seen it too. You've seen some broadcasters wanting to give the, and this is the last thing I'll say on it. We've seen some broadcasters want to give John Fokey the benefit of the doubt. And it's okay to give the benefit of the doubt where I do have a problem is anyone saying, hey, let's be sensible about this. If you are a white guy and you were saying, be sensible about 
any sort of just like if you're telling me to be sensible, then you know what? Here's what we're going to do. We're just going to, I just need to remind you that you don't have like the latitude on this one. You do not get to dictate the response when a racial slur is out there in the wild. It's not your call. It's not your right. This is how we just going to do it. You get to let the people that are offended that have been heard that slur for years upon years, a slur that is probably in the fabric of this country. Let them decide how to react to this. You don't get that choice to see how you react. I'm sure our sponsors appreciate the <laughs> utmost awkward transitions, but yet here we are again. And now I want to talk to you guys about rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are lively low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. And you can go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet, whether it's for your classic or your daily driver. Get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck. You can write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. It's an amazing selection. They have reliably low prices. They have all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Uh, let's go to more pain. How about Hornets performing well in the playoff bubble? We'll talk about that in the final segment of a heavy Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. You give me a new adjective. God, you're just messing this up. I, you know, I just I spend some time away from the show, and you're still the same old Walker. All right, yeah, give me a new adjective and give me a plural well, noun. I, well, I, I've already thought of my plural noun now that you mentioned it. How about? Uh, well, I don't even know if this is plural. How about grape jelly? Does that work? Grape oh jelly is the noun I was going to get. Plural noun. This isn't hard. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. Now, let me ask you this. I have a question for you as to all of the pain that mm -hmm. you suffered because of the Charlotte Hornets organization. Um, let's disregard the two segments that we just previously had. Yes. In this equation because let's, let's try. Let's try. Um, when I ask you what was more painful to see, Kemba Walker winning a game one in the postseason with a different franchise, MKG hitting two threes in the playoffs, or Donovan Mitchell scoring 57 points because we all know that the Hornets selected somebody different other than Donovan Mitchell, despite Steve Clifford's best attempts. Out of those three things that I give to you, what was the thing that hurt you the most as a Charlotte Hornets fan? It, honestly, of the three, Kemba, like, I'm, I was happy for Kemba. Yeah. I was, the Donovan Mitchell thing, I have learned to let go, and I wish everybody else would too. I've learned to let that go because I just don't have the faith that they would have developed them properly. The one that hurts the most is the MKG thing, because of course, <laughs> of course, threes in the, the eight two threes, two threes in eight minutes. He plays eight <laughs> minutes. He hits two threes because that would be the Hornets luck. 
the man cannot shoot for a good six to seven years with the with the Charlotte Hornets. He goes to Dallas and becomes Glenn Friggin Rice. That would be <laughs> the thing. That's the one that annoys me the most because again, that just just. Again, it's just yeah. sage the place, Walker. Yeah. We just need to sage the place. All the sage, all the sage. Name the damn pod that. Sage, sage all of the things. Sage the Hornets. We need all of those. We need we need Doug Branson's tribal chant to relieve the bad demons within this organization as it worked with Malik Monk, I think, maybe one time. We need to have that continuous chant from, uh, from Doug Branson. Um mm. Yeah, for me, I I think, uh, look, I want to get into the Donovan Mitchell thing a little bit more because yeah. you see so many people bring that up and it does suck. Like, look, yeah. I am I am a Malik Monk fanboy. Like when people call me the Malik Monk fanboy, I can't even get mad. It's at real life. I love him. I really do. Like we get it. And and yet there's no denying that clearly the Hornets made the wrong decision drafting Malik Monk over Donovan Mitchell. And, and I wanted Malik Monk at the time. I loved Donovan Mitchell too. But when Malik Monk fell, I was like, yeah, select that guy. And then yeah. Donovan was my second favorite. But I was so happy when they selected Malik Monk. And clearly, that was the wrong decision. And it was pretty immediately the wrong decision. Like Donovan yes. came in on fire in the league. Um, but at some point, right, like, do you, do you just never get over it? Is that something that constantly is over your head as a Charlotte Hornets fan because it is someone that scored 57 points? I mean, not not a, that's bananas, man. Like, yes, it is. 57 points. It's the third highest scoring output we've ever seen in a postseason game. Even if it is in a different environment than what normal postseason circumstances might bring you, I don't care. 57 is bonkers, and he did that. Yeah. Um, and, and the Hornets, and Steve Clifford fought for him. You know, like Steve yeah. Clifford, he wanted... Uh, the, the thing with me is there are so many other internal battles with all the other organizations that happen on draft night and even leading up to the draft. I, I'm sure the Hornets aren't unique in this scenario. And so, yeah, like I, I've kind of, I've let it go too. And, and it's easier for me, admittedly, because I do like Malik Monk. I believe in him. Mm -hmm. but clearly, he's not going to be putting up 57 in a playoff game keeping you um, uh, on the same pace with the Denver Nuggets, at least till the end of regulation. But, you know, and the same thing with SGA and Miles Bridges, right? Like the Hornets had SGA in their grasp and they traded him for Miles Bridges. And clearly, I think if you were to redo that, you would draft Shea Gildas Alexander at this point. But it's like they didn't. Like the draft, we, we can come up with so many different crazy mm -hmm. draft scenarios that could have gone the other way. Like, yeah, man, they, they selected SGA. You had a member of the organization that severely wanted Donovan Mitchell and it didn't work. And so like at some point, you know, I do forget about it, man. Like I, I do. I'm like, yeah, man, you know what? Okay. The Hornets didn't do it. They went in a different direction and you can play this game all day in a lot of different scenarios. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the thing. You just can play it just a, just so many different ways that I just choose not to like, I'm just like, again, I don't, I choose not to drive myself crazy in certain aspects of my life. Like this is one of them to give credence to the argument too, because I do think you can argue and complain about different scenarios with different contexts because, you know, nobody is, is complaining about Giannis, but you know, with, with, with Donovan Mitchell, like there's substance there as to, to, to ask the question, what if, and then yeah. get mad about it, right? Like clearly we can have that conversation. This is not the Giannis convo, you know, same thing with an SGA and miles bridges, you know, we, we can, See, we can have that convo 
Um, because we can play the what if game. I'm not even saying I'm not even coming here to stomp on it. It's just like we, we are in the third year of Donovan Mitchell uh, in, in, in his NBA career now. And it, it's like I'm just I'm even asking the question, not even it being rhetorical. Like, when do you get over it? Maybe that question is never for a lot of Hornets. Fans. Yeah, it may may not be never, but I would suggest you do so like. Here's the thing, like I can justify with con- when you started thinking about it with context, like, again, I can think of like the Justice Winslow's that, that, that this organization passed on for Frank Kaminsky. And how many times did we did they get killed for that? Or the basically the Devin Booker being there and them not taking him because Josh Richardson got in his shorts during a workout. There was that. I would also argue, like, there's context to this. Like, the Miles Bridges SGA one, I can justify that by saying the whole goal that year was to at least justify trying to keep Kemba Walker. And if they made a playoff run, yeah, you could justify it. And and Miles did play a big role in at least doing something towards getting them to the playoffs and developing. So Mitch chose a win-now guy over a build-it guy, and again, that's something that he's going to have to live with. But at the same time, we don't ever use context with it. I just wish we would get over this because if you don't like the thing is, I guess this team has shown us entirely too many good bright spots for right now to focus on the what could have been because it's a waste of time at that point. It's a waste of emotion. And again, it's nice outside. Go do something outside and be and be happy instead. Yeah, um, I did see. Uh, I did see a lot of love for Kimba, though, which is kind of yeah, cool. Like, that was I don't awesome. know if your timeline was a little bit different, but the Hornets fans that did te- uh, that did put out a tweet about Kimba, like it was all love, and I, I can't imagine it would be anything else other than that. You know, it was just it was cool to see Kimba Walker get a playoff win. You know, hit a couple of big buckets, even if he missed all four of his attempts from three. He actually had a big mid range jumper, I think, at the end mm-hmm. um, as they were winding down the stretch. So impressive stuff from Kimba. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, man, that, that Boston Celtics team certainly uh, does look scary. We'll see about Gordon Hayward. And maybe we can give some other playoff takes on a different show here on the Lockdown Horns podcast, as we do have an impressive slate of games here today as well. That wraps up this edition of Lockdown Hornets. Thanks again to Rock Auto for supporting the show, as well as DoorDash. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Lockdown NBA. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow.